Can your students get it together? Can we help them cope so their behaviors can be controlled? Well, you can offer them hope by giving them strategies to get them back focusing on their learning and not acting out. Listen in for some of those strategies. Also, I want to encourage you to leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are listening. I would really appreciate it if you would leave me a review if I have added any value or encouraged you in any way. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget to check out my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class, so you can Uh, encourage other educators and learn from each other. Also, at the end in the show notes, there's a free download link. So check it out so you can get some evidence-based strategies to have um, as an extra resource in your classroom. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. So I've worked with a lot of kiddos that have been struggling really hard in class, difficulties at home. We had one student, I mean, he just could not get it together because he was too worried about his mom. A mom and boyfriend had been fighting physically and just He was so worried about his mom, like he just could not. So we finally were like, you know what, if we can get mom on the phone and you can hear mom and talk to mom, you know, can you get back, get back to class, get back to learning, doing your best. So we finally were able to get a hold of mom and that was really the only thing at that point that calmed him down. And he was able to get back to class and back to work. We have other students whose, again, mom mom and dad had been fighting. And he, though, would lash out at his peers instead. 
or be totally disrespectful to his teacher. And so she would call on um, usually the school counselor. And if they couldn't uh, talk to him, then usually one of us, the behavior paras, would go in and uh, either take him for a walk or just you know talk with him in the hallway for a few and just hopefully help him get it out and really talk about what's been bothering him. And that's helped. And these are not one and done deals. These are, these are situations that we've helped to help like all through the year. And sometimes it is only a month, but sometimes it is the whole year that we have to help them take those deep breaths and talk it out and and hopefully you try and get that off their mind. But of course, these are pretty intense situations about their parents that you can't just completely shut it off. But we were able to help them at least tone it down and be able to get back to focusing on their learning and not lash out at everybody else around them. We also had another kid, <clears throat> excuse me, whose mom was fighting cancer. But he was one who didn't want to talk about it. But again, he would lash out at his peers, be disrespectful to his teacher. And so we still had to, you know, bring him out and counsel him on, like, you can't lash out at everybody. You can't be hitting other students. And even though he still didn't really, it took him a long time really actually to start talking about his mom. I mean, he still didn't really process, I don't think, but he was, because he was a younger kid. But just to know, you know, there are other ways that you can try and handle your feelings and frustrations and really his hopelessness because, you know, he's a little kid that he, there's nothing he can do, you know, to help heal his mom. But he, um, he did finally do better. He did finally get it together. He did, of course, have his moments. Um, but for the most part, he was doing much better. And I think because mom was doing much better and getting through the chemo and, and her healing. So some strategies that you can use to help your students cope with anxiety and get back to learning are taking deep breaths. Now I know this sounds like super easy, not a big deal. Honestly, it really works. And sometimes just three deep breaths. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's just standing for a second and then doing it again. And of course, kids can do the deep breaths while they're sitting at their desk. Um, if you have a quiet space in the back of the room, they can do it there. Sometimes just standing at the door. Sometimes just right outside the classroom. Just taking those deep breaths, just focusing in and just letting it out. It really does help. 
And like I said, these, these really aren't one and dones. These are strategies that they'll be using a lot. So first strategy is taking deep breaths. The second strategy would be talking it through. And like I said, most of them would be able to kind of process and share what's going on. Sometimes they wouldn't, but they could at least hear that there are adults in the school that are there for them when they do want to talk and then helping them realize like you can't lash out at other students and your teacher. You know, you have to be able to process it in a positive way as much as possible. And so that's why we're there to be able to talk with them through it. And hopefully, you know, if you're able to take time, you know, sometimes they just want to talk to you about it. And hopefully if that's something that you can do, they would greatly appreciate that, I know. So a third strategy would help them to focus on the positive. What is positive about the situation? Like our one student where we had to call the mom, you know, so now he can see, see the positive. His mom's okay. His mom loves him. Mom will see him after school. You know, sometimes we just had mom like write a note or um, have a picture of herself with him. Just different ways. And so you could see, you know, mom loves you and mom will be there. And other strategy, you know, oh, sometimes it's hard to find the positive in some of those tough situations. But knowing that they're at school and at a safe place and they can get food to eat, they can play, they can, you know, be there with their friends. Just helping them see some positive in where they're at. Because it's also, you know what, your parents did send you to school for a reason. You know, so what would that reason be? And how can you be the best student? You know, so your mom knows you're learning and you're doing what you can while you're at school. So the fourth strategy would be take a walk. Be able to take a break. Have the kids actually just step out of the classroom, take five minutes. We had one student who, he just needed to run. You know, he couldn't really articulate what was going on, but he had so much energy and it's the anxiety in your body. You can just feel the tenseness and it's like, you know what, run. And we had a a small hill next to our school and so we would have them run up and down. Sometimes that whole five minutes, he's just running up and down. Sometimes just a few, few times and then he'd just sit for a minute and be able to get it, get it out again and back to class and ready to learn again. So these strategies, like I said, are not one and done, but these will help your students cope with their anxiety so that their behavior does not lash out at their peers or at you or any other adult in the school. You know, these kids are going through tough times and you just don't know always what exactly is going on because they do hold it in or they keep it in or you 
you know, and you have other kids who are just crying, who just can't stop crying. And I think that's one of my hardest behaviors to deal with. It's just the constant crying, crying, crying. It's like, okay, you're okay. Like you're here. You're fine. You're not hurt. You're again, you're in a safe place, but just teaching them strategies that they can do themselves as far as the deep breaths and sometimes talking it through can be journaling. I've had a few students who journal and that's the way that they're able to express what they're feeling is writing it down, just getting it out, giving them a few minutes, just write it down or it's drawing a picture. That's their coping being able to express it through pictures. And sometimes you can actually, we've had um, made like little index cards and then we've laminated them with these strategies on there. Sometimes we've um, taped them to a desk, to their desk. Other times they just carry it around with them so they have it. So you're not always like, Okay, what can you do? Take a deep breath. Okay, do you want to talk about it? So you're not always verbally assisting them. They can advocate for themselves, and you can just walk walk by and maybe just point to it and be like, okay, don't forget, you have your strategies right here. Which one is going to work for you? Or just point to one and be like, you know, you can take a deep breath. Or again, we've had teachers who have break cards and they just have to raise them. So you lose, you know, you don't have to always constantly verbally being, oh man, I'm missing the word, verbally prompting. They can start advocating for themselves. They can just hold up a card. You know what they're asking. And either you can send them to somebody or you can call somebody or you can just you know, have them go to the back of the room or stand by the door, whichever works in your classroom so that you're not constantly getting interrupted every five minutes and having to remind them every five minutes what their coping strategies are. You have it written down. It's on their desk. It's in their hand. It's in their notebook. It's it's in their desk. Hopefully, we know that can get lost <laughs> somewhere in there. But at least they would have those strategies at their fingertips so you're not constantly reminding them, okay, what strategies can you use? What do you, you know? Um, So again, it works both for them to advocate for themselves and to see that. And then you don't always have to verbally prompt them. You could point to the strategies. And that really helps in your classroom keeping your learning and your schedule going um, as planned as much as possible. So again, four strategies to help our students cope with anxiety so that their behaviors do not disrupt and hurt other peers around them and hurt your relationship with them. So strategy one is taking deep breaths at their desk, anywhere in the room. Uh, Strategy number two would be talking it through, whether that's verbally talking to somebody, whether that's journaling for them. 
strategy number three would be helping them focus on the positive. You know, maybe what's three positives you can tell me about today? Or that they can write down. What's three positives about today? And then the fourth strategy would be taking a walk, take a break, take a run. Um, Just getting them physically moving sometimes helps them to focus and express what's going on or just helps them to get back to focusing on school and learning. So I hope those strategies encouraged you and will help you help your students who are coping with anxiety and acting out in the class. Because all these opportunities continue to help build your relationships with your students. Your caring, your listening, and your encouragement helps them get through the day. And they need you. So keep up the good work. You are making a difference, helping them to get from hopeless to hopeful. Thanks again. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free these will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out and i leave you with this Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.